very good afternoon to you. I'm Howard Feldman. This is the Synthesis Podcast. It is May, which means it's Africa Month. We've approached a number of people and asked them for their thoughts on Africa. And uh, the response that we got from Professor Chilitsi Marwala was one that we really liked. He said the African narrative is really indicative of what the continent has to offer. And we thought we would talk about the stories that Africa, in fact, does have to offer. Joining us this morning, uh, today, is Dr. McLean. He is the, uh, the Managing Director of Big M Global Limited, a leading infrastructure development specialist company founded in South Africa, as well as Professor Chilitsi Marwala, who is the Vice Chancellor and Principal at the University of Johannesburg. Gentlemen, a very, very good day to you. How are you both? Good, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Howard, uh, you good? Howard, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good also. Yeah, I hope you're also good. Reasonably. Yeah, yeah. So far, so far not, not too bad. Uh, we, uh, look, the truth is it is May, because we know that it's Africa month, and the weather is gorgeous. We certainly can't complain. That's already one of the good stories about Africa. But, uh, Professor, let's start with you. Your, your quote captivated us, because I think in the simplicity and the truth of it is so vital. We often do tell the wrong stories or maybe hear the wrong stories about Africa, don't we? No, no, absolutely. Obviously, I don't want to underestimate uh, the, the enormity of the challenges that uh, uh, Africa actually faces uh, uh, today, economically, politically, and otherwise. You know. but, but certainly, uh, there are many opportunities uh, in the African continent. Just now, um, you know, a proven fact that, uh, uh, you know, the African continent is going to have uh, um, the youngest population in the world. So the Africa story is what we do about that. What do we do about uh, the demographic uh, dividend? How do you, how do you um, get the demographic dividend, which can um, easily become a demographic uh, um, liability, you know. So uh, uh, the issues of education are therefore very, very important if we are going to make Africa the Africa that we want it to be. Thank you. Right. And uh, of course, your, your focus is education. We've spoken about the innovative ways that you are addressing education at the University of Johannesburg. That's something that has, has impressed me and uh, I'm, I'm totally, um, completely amazed by. Uh, uh, Dr. McLean, uh, can, if I can just ask you your thoughts. Uh, you travel extensively through Africa. You work a lot in different parts of Africa. There are obviously so many stories. There's different, yeah. there's different nuances. It, to simplify it is, is obviously unrealistic. But what about the stories, the positive stories and the stories of potential that you see out there? Yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks, uh, yeah, Howard. One of the things that uh, uh, Prof. Marala mentions is, is the demographics. Uh, more, about 75%, about 70% of the population in Africa is under the age of 35. And it is projected to continue to grow as being the most youthful continent well into 2050, 2060. Uh, and what I am seeing, and I've just landed uh, you know, from uh, Nairobi, uh, is that the youth in the continent are hungry. Not hungry in the sense that they are not fed, but hungry in the sense that 
They're looking for opportunities. They're chasing opportunities. There is resilience in, in the continent. We're seeing a rise in terms of uh, startup activity in the continent. East Africa is abuzz with innovations. Um, and I mean, innovation is just a response to the challenges that uh, many of our people face in the continent. And instead of people complaining, uh, what I'm seeing is a shift, a recognition that uh, aid is not the answer, but innovation is the answer. That's fascinating because, because Africa has so often been associated with aid. The truth is, though, we can't move away from, from Africa's history. And, and this has been a tremendous, tremendous uh, noose around Africa's neck, just to use a, to use a very ugly um, image. But, but that is the reality of it. Africa was divided uh, 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 politically uh, amongst victors, colonialists. It, it, it starts off with a very, very difficult challenge of trying even to find its own identity, doesn't it? I don't know who wants to speak to. No, 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 no absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, Howard, you you actually touch on on the issue that is quite important, the issue of connectivity. You know, because uh, uh, what ought to happen in Africa is that uh, we must have free trade. You know, uh, and and for that free trade to to flourish the connectivity must actually be quite good. You know? One of the things that we are often told is that sometimes if you are visiting some parts of uh, the African continent, you, if, you sometimes have to go to Europe and then come back to the African continent because we are not connected enough. Here at the University of Johannesburg, we're very worried about the posture of young people. You know, they don't understand what is going on uh, in the rest of the African continent. Yeah. Then we introduced two initiatives around that. We introduced the initiative of um, the Africa Insights module where all our students have to take. It, it addresses issues of African literature. It addresses issues of African politics and the economy. The second one is uh, uh, Africa Innovation by Bus. It's a project where we send our students to the rest of the African continent by bus. Because we believe that if you are moving from, uh, uh, for example, Oal Tambo, and you are, you, are, you are landing in Nairobi, you know, uh, uh, you don't really and see- You might have to London. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really see the Africa that, 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 that you ought to, to, to see. So we said, no, uh, we send the students to Namibia, to Botswana, to Zimbabwe, to Mozambique, and to Zambia. And just before the, 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 the lockdown, we were, we, were, we were planning a trip to Kampala via Kigali. And what we say to these students is, is look, look for problems, you know. Look for problems as you're traveling and, uh, uh, and, 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 and come up with an innovative idea of, on how you can address such uh, problems, you know, and, and they come up with uh, very interesting, um, you know, uh, problems and solutions. That's mm -hmm. really incredible. Dr. So, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. so, I mean, one of the things, I mean, uh, uh, Prof mentions is the issue of connectivity. And I think it, it has different dimensions. Uh, obviously, the one is uh, how one links up the different, uh, you know, countries. Uh, and, 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 and so the road infrastructure, the rail infrastructure, 
the airlines, uh, and, and currently it's a challenge because with South African Airways not flying, you can't get to Ghana in a direct flight. So you have to either go through Ethiopia or through Nairobi to get to Accra. And somehow we need to improve uh, the way that, uh, you know, movement of goods and people, uh, you know, throughout the continent. But secondly, I think there's connectivity in terms of um, uh, also, uh, you know, technology, uh, you know, ICT infrastructure, and that we've seen an improvement uh, in terms of connectivity in the continent. And what that is, is really done is it's sparing a whole range uh, of uh, startup activity uh, in fintech, in uh, ag tech, uh, agriculture, health tech. Um, it, it, there's a generation in essence that will never use a fixed line telephone uh, because they've just leapfrogged uh, to a mobile. Uh, Africa has got the largest um, uh, you know, sector in terms of uh, you know, penetration around uh, fintech, uh, mobile money. Uh, so ease of uh, you know you know doing business uh, you know in you know, this week I was in Kenya you just do Mpesa you can pay for almost anything you know through that uh, and so despite I think the legacy that we you know we carry from uh, from colonization we're seeing an improved you know role uh, you know around connectivity infrastructure as big and uh, one of our you know co-activities is looking at rail infrastructure to connect a movement of goods uh, you know, from inland into the ports, uh, but also you know, road infrastructure. Nairobi is a construction site at the moment because they're building uh, this expressway. But when it's complete, it just makes ease of doing business way, way, way better. And I think we have a better Africa uh, ahead. Yeah, one of the things I recall as so when I was in the commodity trading business was that if we were trying to move thing, commodities from a certain part of Africa to another part, we had to be quite cautious around the rail because the railway, the size of the actual railways differed from one part to another. And that obviously was a, a, a problem and, and talks to the lack of interconnectivity in Africa. Yes, I, you know, for sure. And, and, and we're seeing improvement. I think we're seeing governments cooperating. Uh, I mean, in East Africa, there's, there's recognition that uh, they, there's a need for efficiencies just to move goods, whether it's from Uganda uh, to Mombasa or to Dar es Salaam uh, or from Zambia or, or the Congo uh, to Durban uh, or to, you know, to Dar es Salaam without actually changing um, you know, the locomotives. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so so that is actually improving. I think we we, we really I think we're destined for a, a, a better you know Africa. But also one of the things that I'm seeing uh, you know Howard is we're not building infrastructure just for the sake of building infrastructure anymore. Uh, it's I think we've become more deliberate around uh, infrastructure and the connectivity. So whether it's uh, you know power generation or power you know stations and transmission lines those are now being connected in essence to industrial uh, you know, activity. Uh, so I think we, we, there's better planning for sure, uh, yeah. but still relevant planning is what you've done. Yeah. Mm. Professor, if I can just ask you, uh, you, a couple of factors come together for you because 
we spoke about the relative youth of um, the, the population in Africa. We speak about education. A lot of uh, students from other parts of Africa are going to come through your university. Is there a identity, a shared identity, and a shared narrative that will, is helpful uh, in terms, and, or developing rather, in terms of the students? No, no, absolutely, uh, uh, absolutely. But it's, uh, because when, when the young people come here uh, at the University of Johannesburg, currently we have uh, 5,000 st uh, students who come mainly from uh, um, our neighboring uh, countries. And at any given time in a classroom, uh, you have uh, multiple languages that are being spoken, you know. And that is what we want. We want yeah, people to understand. Africa. We want people to understand because because if you if if if, if you look, uh, I mean, um, you know, Africa has many many languages. Uh, one of the controversial tweets that I, I put forward was the need to have a single African language which everybody must learn, so that you can be able to improve, you know, uh, the social cohesion, so that you can be able to improve. Um, uh, nation building uh, or continental um, uh, identity building and so on and so on. Of course, Africa is diverse. You know, in fact, it is the most diverse uh, continent. Uh, uh, you know, uh, in the world in terms of uh, its population. So, so, so uh, it is a journey that we will have to, uh, to 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 be grappling with for the next um, hundred years. I just here in South Africa. You just look at the, 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 the identities of people. You, know, you have multiple identities in South Africa. Uh, mm -hmm. And some of the, many of these identities actually spill over to other parts of, uh, of the continent. You go to Zimbabwe, you, know, um, you, know, uh, you, you, you find South African languages or languages that are also spoken in South Africa uh, being spoken there, you know, for example, Isi Zulu or, or Venda for that matter, you know, uh, you know Botswana. You know, uh, so so we have to deal with these issues if we are going to liberate the productive forces that are necessary for us to economically, uh, uh, you know, take the African continent to a much much more positive trajectory. If there's one, and we do have to wrap it up, unfortunately, um, Professor, I'm going to ask you first. If there is one narrative in just a sentence or two that you would like to associate with Africa, what would it be? And Dr. McLean, that gives you an extra minute to think about it. Um, dynamic and optimistic. Mm -hmm. no? uh, so, yeah. Optimistic. Dynamic yeah. and optimistic. I, I, I love that. Uh, Dr. McLean, your thoughts? Yeah, so I think uh, <clears throat> it's, it's an Africa that is resilient, an Africa that is innovative, and in Africa that is uh, solving uh, many of the challenges that it's face, it faces uh, with, you know, through its own people uh, in a collaborative manner, uh, but also you know, borrowing uh, whatever they need to borrow from the rest of the world. But it, it, is, an, it is an Africa that is full of hope and an Africa that contributes uh, to the rest of the world.
Absolutely love that. Gentlemen, thank you both, Professor Marwala, Dr. McLean. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us. These are the conversations that we need to have. This is the this is the Africa that we need to project. I'm Howard Feldman. This is the Synthesis Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more of these and other podcasts. Have a great day. Thank you.